Hello, everybody, and welcome back to WCAT The Den. I'm Ethan. And I'm Matthew. And what are we going to do today? Talking about sports. And today it's our 10th episode, double digits. Let's go. Clap. Give, give a quick clap. Oh, God, that's very loud. But 10th uh, episode here. We've been going strong. We have to. been. And we're just going to keep on doing it. Gotta lo- if you love it, what you do, never then stop. you're never working a day in your life. Yes, never stop. So... Today, we're going to be talking about the NFL CBA. It's been going on for a little while. We didn't cover it in the last podcast, but today we're going to be going a brief overview of it, we're going to, and we're going to probably start from there. All right, so the big thing with this new CBA proposal, or at least what all the fans care about, because I don't know what everybody Everybody, of course, the money, too. The first big thing is that the preseason gets cut from four weeks to three weeks. The regular season goes from 17 weeks to 18 weeks. Each team plays 17 games, still has one bye. The playoffs, only one team in each conference gets a bye, and there are three wild card games each weekend. Seven teams from each conference make the playoffs. So, Ethan, I'll start mm-hmm. with what kind of impact would this have on the NFL just in general? The NFL in general, this would be a huge money maker. It's the only reason why they're doing this is because they need to really make more money, even though do they really need more money with the no. amount that they're making? No. But this is big because it's something that the fans overall have been complaining about because the preseason, it, it's too long. It's not fun to watch. People don't go to the games. The NFL is not making money on it, and that's why – Logically, you'd just get rid of the preseason in general, but they couldn't do that because the, the NFLPA, the players, don't believe they need they don't want to play as many games as they've been has been said, and that's why they were only able to get rid of one week. Which you'd think this would just be a no-brainer. Why doesn't that? I mean, the players are getting more money. I believe the players are getting five. Like in overall, in total, the players are going to get five billion dollars more. Between, like spread out between all the players. I mean, who wouldn't want more money? And, and that's during a that's during a ten year period though. During, oh, yeah. during a ten year period, and this also would not start until twenty twenty one, I believe. All this, no twenty twenty. It'll start next. The season. playoffs, uh, the new playoff format it will start in twenty twenty, but the seventeen games will not start until at least twenty twenty one. At least from what I'm reading. Mm-hmm. But the one one more week or one more game of playoff week or actually I believe. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> two more, two more extra games. Getting rid of the bye weeks. I mean, the bye weeks are cool and all, but in my opinion, more games equals more fun, and that means more upsets and more money and more money for the NFL as always. And that's why to to spice things up because the NFL has has been slowly but surely kind of dying out. In in opinion, like in my opinion, it's the same thing over and over again. I mean, there's sometimes there's fun stuff like the Minneapolis Miracle and some of some other cool stuff. And Gardner Minshew. And oh god, and Gardner Minshew, but <laughs> <laughs> that laugh. But it's it's slowly but surely getting dry. And as you've seen with other sports around the like around other sports like the NBA has been getting an entire revival. They're they're on the way up as the NFL's. I mean, they're up there. They they still are the the America's sport right now. They're the yes, most sir. popular. They're most popular by far, even though, I mean, baseball's there too, but baseball's the same thing over and over again. It's just super long, so not as many people like it. 162 games. Yes, that's, that's what I mean by super long. Yeah. But the NBA is – I think the NFL should be taking notes from the NBA. I mean, it's to, to spice things up, it'll be great. The, I mean, the players are getting more money. There's so many pros around it 
that's why I don't understand why the players are saying no to it because th there's no wrong. I mean, the only thing that they're doing is they have to work an extra week or a week or two for those people in the playoffs that play. They'll be working two extra weeks. And two extra weeks, I mean, that's nothing in my opinion. I mean, it's NFL workouts, so they're, like, they're killing themselves out on that or the, on the field every single day. But just to play two extra games and just to work out two extra weeks, that's not the end of the world. Why? Yeah, I, I feel like the NFL players only want what they want. And the, what I've heard from everything, all of the TV sources, the NFL Players Association, the players themselves making statements, there are approximately in the NFL right now around 1,590 players, roughly. That's just an estimate, and I think it's more than that. That's how many people have different agendas. No one, no two people want the exact same thing out of this CBA. It's what makes these so hard and why these discussions and these proposals take literally centuries. It truly, it takes centuries to figure out. It is so layered. There's 30 different things on here at least of new rules, changes, training camp additions, which we haven't even covered. That's how much is in this. Yeah. They're basically cutting down training camp days, uh, padded practices. So it's easier on the players. It's well. easier on the players. They're basically saying, we want an extra game out of you guys so we can collect more money. But in exchange, in an exchange, we will give you less padded practices, more money, um, more teams in the playoffs. There is more players on rosters, too, if you didn't hear that. That's I believe they added an extra two. Extra two. So it goes from 53 to 55, and it also adds the practice squad to members so and I also think that might be something for the XFL and I, I feel personally for somebody like PJ Walker who's been balling out to have an extra guy a slot on the roster for a guy like him that's just a thought mm -hmm. there's a lot of things in this too um, I mean like and all the owners agreed on it too that the, the entire all 32 owners I believe yeah instant, instantly accepted it because I mean they're getting the money but they also agreed with it but then you go to the players and I, and I think like the leaders like the bigger people in the league as, as you saw came out with statements as soon as the NFL or the NFL came out with this people like Richard Sherman JJ Watts and even Russell Wilson they came out saying statements that they don't they don't believe in it and if I were like a player that nobody, no one really knows my name, but I'm on an NFL team, I'm probably going to listen to what the leader, one of the people higher up inside the NFL are going to be saying, even though sometimes you might not want to agree with them. They're higher up, and they're speaking it, and they're convincing some of these NFL fans and some of the players that this is not the right idea. Um, and although I might agree with you on that, the salary changes, which I, had, I don't believe I got to either, the salary changes... They are raising the minimum salary by $100,000. That is life-changing for some of these players on practice squads and the players that don't matter. So, yes, well, not, not don't matter, just don't mm -hmm. play significant minutes on an NFL team. Yes, the big guys who get like $40 million. This will not really affect how much money they have. It won't. But for the people who do not play significant minutes, who do not have large contracts, people on practice squads who are making $100,000 basically get a double in their salary – can change their lives. This is where the difficulty comes from every team. The players at the top are going to lose a little bit. 
but the players at the bottom, life-changing promises and positivity out of this deal. That's what makes it so difficult. How do you balance it? That's the challenge of this CBA. Oh, I, I don't know. I mean... There's so much to unpack out of this. Yes, I mean, there, there's literally three different sheets of things that they are changing. It's 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 It's, it's a lot of ideas. And if obviously if one of the NFL players... If, if I'm an NFL player and I saw one thing I didn't like, I'm not going to agree with it. And yep. if, if there's one thing that one player does not agree with, they're obviously not going to want to pass it. So. Correct. And that's why it's so hard because there's how many players in this league? <laughs> right around. I, I think I did the calculations. I'm doing it right now. I think it's roughly – I'm going to backtrack. I think it's like 1,700. Yeah, 17, if you get, if 1,764 <laughs> if every team has 53 players on a roster. That is very hard to convince all of those people to all, all of them side on their side because this is not democracy. This is the NFL. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, but all you need – is a simple majority. So you need 882 votes. If you get 882 votes from the players, it go, it passes whether you like it or not. So that's something that has to be factored in. I, I don't think it's going to pass. Um, you don't think it's going to pass? No, I don't think it's going to pass. There's so many players out there who... Here's the other issue, is the fact that people believe that recreational use of marijuana, which the NFL suspends you for, should not be... Something that is suspendable that is a suspendable offense. Certain Josh, players Josh like Gordon. Josh Gordon and certain other players do not want that. Maybe Greg Robinson should probably tag in on that too. The guy who tried to haul 150 pounds of weed over the border. Yeah, that's a fun story. If you haven't heard it, check it out. All right. So to conclude on this, um, basically what I think they should do, or the NFL should do, is just completely get rid of the whole marijuana situation. Make it completely fine as long as it's legal within the states that they're in. For players to use legal and uh, rec- rec- recreational marijuana, excuse me, and so, I mean, truly, mm-hmm. what can they do? It's it's the it's, states, the states allow it. I don't know if you can. That's you can't. You can't. If 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 one state does not agree with it, it's the NFL is a organization. They're not a government, so they're probably true. not going to be making the decisions. So that's why I think this. They're not going to ever be able to really do anything with this recreational marijuana, even though. I mean, they they want to and they want to spread it more. It's it's hard to do that with some states not agreeing with it. So, my question for you is: I said it won't pass. Do you think it'll pass? <sighs> with all with all the players' reactions, I I didn't. I thought it was at this overall. I thought this was an amazing deal. I do too. I I don't know why the the players don't agree with it, but I mean, I I if you I could see why, but still, I don't understand why they don't agree with it. I mean. There's more opportunities to make the playoffs. I mean, come on, the playoffs. Yeah, I know. <laughs> playoffs. Yeah, they, I know. I mean, they they have more opportunities to do stuff like that. They're getting paid more. There's not there's nothing really wrong with it other than the rich. The they the, basically the rich just want to keep on getting richer and the, the life <laughs> the life as it is. It's that's that's being very selfish and it's it's not being very nice. So not very nice. <laughs> the the logical or the. the Logical person would obviously join, basically say, as much as I want to say it, I don't believe it's going to get passed. Just either. because of how stubborn these NFL players are. I mean, I, I like the NFL being, or the, the players being stubborn because that means there's not as many super teams as the NBA because that's why I don't watch it. Shade at the NBA. So, but. Ooh. I, 
We're about but, to transition to the NBA, but so uh, <laughs> there's your, there's your little pointer there. of uh, how uh, Ethan feels. Um, I'll, get, I'll get to that later, but I, that's why I like because there's no super teams. It's fun to watch. There's a new team every year, but Buffalo. Yeah, <laughs> but besides that, I mean, the players are just going to continue being stubborn. The rich want to keep on getting richer, and that's why I don't think it, it's going to pass. I 100% agree with everything he just said. So I'm, I don't feel a need to add anything else. It won't pass. But to me, it's such a good idea. There's more games, more entertainment for a fan. If this doesn't pass, I'm pissed. If this doesn't as a, if this doesn't pass as I am a fan, extremely disappointed. I want more games in the playoffs. I want more games in the regular season. I want more weeks of NFL Red Zone. As long <laughs> as the price doesn't go up. Yeah. Please don't go up in price. That is all. <laughs> Alrighty. So enough about the. NFL, CBA, we'll be moving on to the NBA as I just threw shaded it, but there is a, Rip. a <laughs> there was a big game towards, I mean, ESPN, according to ESPN, this was the game of the century because it's <laughs> LeBron versus Zion. It will be the happened. game of the century in a couple of years. Oh my God, because the two that ESPN will never shut up about, they were, <laughs> they were able to, uh, they, they were able to do it great. They... Got, they got to talk a ton about. They got to talk about Zion. They got to talk about LeBron. It was great because they always do that, no matter what they do. And since they were in the same game, there were. There, I, I was reading in the comments. I don't know if you saw this. There was an over under on how many posts ESPN would post on Instagram for the be, between the uh, the Pelicans Lakers game just because it was Zion versus uh, LeBron. They had it as ten. They only posted four. I went and I checked. It, <laughs> Just because of that big dunk oh. from LeBron, but Caruso to LeBron, I don't know if you saw that. That was pretty cool. Oh, my God. Well, Caruso was also, like, the greatest player in NBA history, too. That's, um, he is the GOAT. But what, <laughs> as we head to this game first, Zion is better than advertised. Yes. I believe that he's getting a ridiculous amount of advertisements. All the, oh, my God, he's incredible. Best player ever. He legitimately is putting up the most efficient – stat line of any player in all of the NBA right now. For all the doubts that he got to at the start of the season, people didn't I was one of them. I, you know, I was too. We, we all believe he's going to be the next Greg Oden. But as or Blake he's Griffin, been, depending on how long his knees Blake, hold. Yeah, but as, as he's been playing right now, he's been lighting it up. And even from three, he has a, he has a very, very good three. So he, or from shot beyond the arc. But he's been... No, three's, three's fine. <laughs> He's been shooting it like lights out. He's been dunking it over everybody. There's been not really Dwight Howard included. Yeah, Dwight Howard. He was he even did it over Anthony Davis. I'm pretty sure he he, he made yeah. Anthony Davis look small, which is like, wait a minute. <laughs> only only like Yao Ming of a new bull can make Anthony Davis look small. Then you got a guy who's like legitimately five inches shorter than him, and he who still jumps higher than most seven foot men. <laughs> exactly. That's and the fact that he's like 290 pounds is the other part that's crazy. If you're and you're jumping like a near 50 inch vert, and that is how much you weigh, holy cow! How much power does that take? Zion last night, according to ESPN statistics, they might be lying. You never know. Padding his stats. No, they, they make sure they know what I they're know. watching. 29.6 rebounds, three assists, and my ESPN fantasy can confirm this. Uh, he's also on my fantasy team. Oh my gosh. What? I, wouldn't you put him in our fantasy team I, at this I, point? I, I, yes, exactly. But it doesn't match LeBron's 40 points, 8 boards, 6 assists on 17 of 27 shooting. He shoots too much. Um, as the Lakers win by 9 in a great game. But let's not forget about the man off the bench who really provided 
the difference for the Lakers. It would indeed be the man, the myth, the legend, Alex Caruso. Eight points, three rebounds, eight assists, four blocks. That can't be right. Four blocks? Yeah. Holy he, cow. He Did you see the play where he completely blocked? Yeah, that, that was number one this morning on top ten. Mm-hmm. Holy cow. For somebody right now who is averaging roughly, let's see here, averaging roughly a block a game for a 6'5 guard, he is a do-it-all player. Why do you think they started playing him more often? Because he really brings all all the memes aside. He genuinely is a good player off the bench who can give you significant value both on offense with his flashy ability inside the paint and defense. He is an incredibly versatile player. They need a player like him when it comes to the playoff time because I think they're going to start him in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, start him in the playoffs. Yeah, no, I, ge- I genuinely think they're going to start him in the playoffs because they need a 3 and D player as well as a slasher, and Caruso literally brings all of that to the table. I mean, why wouldn't you keep him where he's started as like one of like the six men or like kind of some coming off the bench? I mean, that's where he's been succeeding. That's the problem. Yeah, I know, but like if you look at the way Danny Green's been playing recently, ugh, he's been struggling shooting the basketball, and he doesn't bring the same effort to, in my opinion, from the games I've seen that Caruso does. If you start Avery Bradley and Alex Caruso as your backcourt, first of all, good, good, nice job on the defense. You're, you're screwed. LeBron, Anthony Davis, and JaVale or Dwight because they interchange starting lineup. Who's beating that? I, I don't really. I don't think any NBA team except for maybe the Clippers and maybe the Bucks can beat this team at full strength. As much as I hate the Lakers, just because they're a dynasty, and I'm a, I'm a dynasty hater as an underdog. They're not a fan. dynasty. They've literally won no playoff games. I know. <laughs> I mean, I'm talking about like the Lakers or uh, franchise in general. Okay. I. I, I, I personally I enjoy I've been enjoying watching them and that's that sucks for me to say that but the, the way that they've been playing is it's it's entertaining to watch and that's why as I said earlier the NBA is actually getting more and more fun to watch I might have to pick a team even though I don't really have I don't have a favorite team yet so check my Twitter it's literally just all Denver posts at this uh, point um. <laughs> exactly I mean I mean I I don't know I. <laughs> I, I don't have a bandwagon team. That's why I've been enjoying it because I don't have a favorite team. So that means I don't have to physically complain about one team's performances and stuff like that. But watch. I don't the, have to complain. My yeah. team's good. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> For once, a team I like is actually good. All right, all right continue. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I could I could watch all of them. I mean, watching the Lakers too. Getting back to the Lakers, they've been. It's it's actually fun to watch LeBron. I mean, LeBron's putting on a show every single night, no matter what where he's playing it, or no matter what he's doing. And he, they're 44 and 12. They're 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 downright unstoppable right now, and I exactly. I didn't know they were that good. I, yes, I, I, I was thinking low forties, maybe upper thirties. But I mean, if you see the way LeBron and AD has worked out, I mean, that's a duo. Then you bring everything else that they have. It's it's crazy. All the random assets they picked up in free agency are really really mm. working out. Here's except for the, yeah. except for Demarcus Cousins. <laughs> that's not their fault. I, I, that's not anybody's fault except for his knees. But what is so interesting about this, and I'm glad you brought this up, mm-hmm. is the way they operated free agency. It's so – nobody – no other team would ever think to do what the Lakers did. And for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, Avery Bradley, an old veteran player who they signed to a low contract who brings veteran experience to the team. There's other players that they signed just like this. Dwight Howard, they traded for Rondo as part of that Anthony Davis trade. Markeith Morris, Jared Dudley, Troy Daniels, 
re-signed Contavious Caldwell Pope, JaVale McGee. I mean, they literally just brought in a ton of veteran experience. They're the oldest team in like 14 years in the NBA. And it's working because the veterans know what it's like to play in the NBA and play hard every single night just like the way they have. Caruso is the youngest player on their team, and he's 24. <laughs> really? Yeah. Um, that's kind of the cra- That's the crazy part is that he's 24 and the youngest player on the Lakers team, whereas you look at the Pelicans, their entire starting five apart from Drew Holiday is under 24. Zion, 19. Yes, he's still a teenager. Think about that. Let that <laughs> sink in. He's a teenager kicking Giannis and Dwight Howard's butts. Uh, Derek Favors is just pushing, I think, on 24. Lonzo's 21. Brandon Ingram's 22. <laughs> I mean, it's a team for the future. But. Build for the future. That's the thing with the Lakers, why I don't think they're going to turn into a dynasty, by the way. Yeah, because LeBron's getting old, obviously. Anthony Davis is pushing. Anthony Davis is like the, is the future of the Lakers. Yeah. Anthony yeah. Davis is pushing to be that number one guy was what I was going to yeah. try and say. It just wasn't coming out right. <laughs> um, he's pushing his prime. I think he's might, he might have reached it. He's, re- he's in it now, I think, is Anthony Davis. Who knows? He might still have a little something left in the tank. Ooh. He's young. He's got so much left in front of him, and the way he rebounds the ball, too. I mean, look at the, I'm just looking at the rebound numbers, so I'm sorry. I'm talking a lot. Yeah. Uh, but the rebound numbers for them, Anthony Davis, 14. LeBron, 8. JaVale, 9. Uh, Dwight Howard off the bench in 18 minutes, 7. Danny Green, 5. I The rebounding, they're just out-rebounding every team they play because of the physicality and the strength they bring to the table every night. Uh, just amazing. Just, just amazing. I mean, it's <laughs> – Golf clap. Golf clap. Oh, my God. But it's just so entertaining to watch, and that's why it was ESPN loved covering them last night. But mm-hmm. I, mo- moving on, is there, is there anything else you have to add? Um, not now. Uh, I think next week is going to be interesting because we're going to really see this playoff picture for the NBA start to build as we also see the playoff brackets for March Madness build too. <laughs> we'll get to that in a little bit. Yes, but. Moving on, there is a uh, there is a big uh, big story bigger than ESPN covering Zion and LeBron, in my opinion. There Zamboni. was there was a legend of the Zamboni driver, yes, sir, Dave Ayers. So to, to, to set the story, oh, so Toronto is or is it Carolina is in Toronto? If you don't know this, this is the NHL. Yes, we're talking yes, about the NHL yeah. on this. But this More is a, yes, <laughs> a little lower hockey fans, but. We pay attention. Yes. So David Ayers, there's so first intermission, the, everything went fine for the game. I believe the Hurricanes. I'll pull up the game as quickly as possible. I believe the Hurricanes were down to the Maple Leafs. Yeah, it was two. I think it was two two nil when Ayers checked in. But mm-hmm. it was t- probably two 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 nothing then, and into second se- into the second intermission. They uh, so the, the the to put it to perspective, the Hurricanes have been struggling with goalies all year long. They just had their number one goalie go out with an injury, and then the day of, I believe he the second goalie, their their backup, who was a minor league guy, he ended up uh, he got injured, I believe too during that yeah he got injured during the game. So if you don't know what the NHL when it, there's such thing as an emergency goalie, I mean we're lucky enough to have our own emergency goalie here actually at Wheeling High School. I don't remember exactly his name, but I know he works here. <laughs> yeah, he's a Chicago Blackhawks emergency goalie. But staying staying here, 
and staying on topic, there's an emergency goalie. Those are the players who basically just kind of sit on, sometimes they sit on the bench, sometimes they're just in the stands. But for this guy, he was the Zamboni driver in, in Toronto. So they had to go, when, when the Hurricanes goalie went down in the second intermission, they had to call up the who? Dave Ayers, the Zamboni driver, to run, throw on a, a Canes jersey, which they, I believe they had with his name on because he, had, he was already sitting on the bench. Mm-hmm. So he, he was supposed to sit there and look pretty, basically, and he's going to get paid for sitting there. Well, the, obviously, in the second mission, he got injured. And so wearing his Toronto Maple Leafs helmet that he has, he went out and played for the Carolina Hurricanes. Yes, if you want to look at this picture right here, yes, he's wearing a Toronto Maple Leafs helmet. He had to go wow. out. He had, to, he had to go out and, for the Hurricanes and play for them, even though I believe he's, I don't know exactly. I mean, if you're from Toronto, you're probably going to be a Toronto Maple Leafs fan, but I'm guessing from him wearing this uh, Hurricanes hat now, he might be a Carolina Hurricanes player. And a that fan is now. called a fair bandwagon. <laughs> a fair bandwagon, but he ended up playing. He got into the second intermission. They were down two to two nothing. Obviously, he ended up giving a goal, giving up a goal in that period. But I believe, or the Hurricanes scored two goals. So it was three to two at the end of the third intermission, and going into the third intermission, and things just started just click. Ayers didn't give up a single goal in the third intermission. Ended up shutting him out in the third intermission, and ended up win- and the Hurricanes won or scored two goals in that third intermission. Ended up winning them the game. A Zamboni driver winning Unreal. an NHL team a game, and but get this—he's 42 years old. Is he actually 42? He is for, a 42-year-old wow. <laughs> Zamboni driver had to go in, and or actually, I, I'm wrong—they won six to three. They actually went off in that third intermission, but yes, they they, they played very very well, and now I, there's been stories all over the place. They're now selling shirts, Hurricanes. Ayers shirts. They might, in my opinion, after I would buy one. Yeah, after this game, the Hurricanes have actually been struggling. They need they need a goalie. <laughs> Maybe bring him back. You I never know. know. He was doing well. Saying, that's what I'm saying. They might have to bring him back. And I mean, bring him back. They actually did uh, last night. They uh, brought him back because I don't know if at a Hurricanes home game. I don't know if you know. They have their little siren where they spin it as fast as they can and it makes like a mixed uh, air horn sound like super super loud. It's like the horn they use for when there's a hurricane in in town, like the people use along the coast. Well, uh, they they let airs get to spin that for their first home game since coming back from that Toronto yeah, game. That's right. So yeah, I he got to that. do that and that was very very cool. I mean, mad respect to Dave Ayers going just going thrown into a situation who he probably was not ready for. And just sh- shutting out an NHL team that's actually pretty good. The Toronto's on, I believe, in the playoffs. If the playoffs started today, they would be in the playoffs. So for him to do that is just absolutely amazing. What is incredible about this, too, I was just reading a little bit more on uh, Mr. Ayers here. He stopped eight of the ten uh, shots on goal. I don't know if you said that already. I don't think you did. So Ayers is, a Zam- as you know, a Zamboni driver, and he's also an arena maintenance worker. For the Maple Leafs AHL affiliate, which is the minor league, oh, yeah. the Toronto Marlies. He was there as the emergency goalie for either team if needed, but was there for mainly Toronto Maple Leafs um, assistance, which is, explains the uh, Maple Leafs helmet. Um, and he went out and played for the Hurricanes. It, this story, to me, is just incredible. It's like that Andre Ingram story from the NBA from like two oh, years yeah. ago. Oh, yeah. I remember that the one. The random guy from the G League who just comes up with a, a, an incredible story, puts up like 22. 
one of the greatest things I have ever seen in the sport. And this is one of the greatest things I've ever seen in sports, too. Yes. I mean, you'll never hear about a story like this for the next five years. No. Or more. Or more. Or more. I said, yeah, at least. I would say at least. It's just an incredible story. Warms your heart a little bit. Yeah. And it's a really good lesson, too, that it doesn't matter what you are or what you do. You can be anything you put your mind to. This guy is a Zamboni driver and an area maintenance worker, and he just helped the Hurricanes win an NHL game. So anything can happen. Just Ever. Exactly. Unbelievable. I mean, and I, w- I, I was just reading this, too. He actually, uh, <laughs> USA Today just put out a story, or the, actually the Today Show, sorry. They just put out a tweet saying that uh, 15 years ago, David Ayers, like the Zamboni driver, he uh, needed a kidney transplant, and he re- got, actually got it from his mother. So uh, wow! So 15 years later, he's alive and well, and he's pl- he just won a game, an NHL game for the <laughs> Carolina <laughs> Hurricanes, one of the greatest, probably one of the greatest days of his life. Absolutely, I mean, just as you said, warms your heart. Got gotta love it, and that's why I love the NHL <laughs> and sports in general. That's why that's why we're here. That's why we talk sports. Yes, sir. Totally. Oh, oh well. So anything else? Would you like to add? Um, all I want to say is I'm going through the NHL standings because we haven't really talked about it. We yes. might as well for like a couple minutes. Yeah, we're on the topic. Um, I just really wanted to give a shout out to anyone who lives in Detroit right now in terms of sports in general. Oh, um, I just thought that now. I, just to anybody who lives in Detroit in general who loves Detroit sports is really struggling to remain hum- human for the past couple weeks. Uh, two weeks. Was it three weeks ago? Three, two or three weeks ago, Andre Drummond gets traded away for a bag of chips and a yeah for a stale bag of chips and a glass of water from Flint, Michigan. Um, about a day later, your point guard Reggie Jackson gets bought out, and there goes that. Uh, Markeith Morris leaves. Basically, the Detroit Pistons are a bunch of a who who that uh, nobodies right now. A bunch of who is that? They probably are gonna get the first pick too. Then you have the Detroit <laughs> Red Wings. The le- apart from the Red Wings, the team with the least amount of points in the NHL right now, it's a point system for those who don't know. I'm assuming it's the Senators. Oh, no, it's, it's the Kings. The Kings have 50. 22-35-6. That's their record. Yeah, and then, there's the, and then there's the Red Wings. And then we have the Detroit Red Wings, who are 15-46-4. Have 34 points. 34 you have 17 games left. They've already been eliminated. No. They're already outdone. Yes. Out. <laughs> That's just That's horrible. What? I, you're that bad to the point where you're, you're 56 points behind the Bruins. Realize that for a minute. I mean, holy cow. Has there been a team that's that bad recently? No. I don't think I've ever seen that in I a long either. time. I mean, if you don't know how the point system works, you get three points per win. And they played 65 freaking games. <laughs> and they're only at 34 points. Do, do, just... do the math. <laughs> uh, one moment, please. Do, 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 they have four. Do, and also, from, if, you make it, if you lose in overtime, you get a point, too, there. So they have four overtime losses. So they obviously got four points there. And then they got 15 wins. So They are averaging approximately .52 points per game. Oh, my gosh. Considering you get two points for a win and one point for an overtime loss. Yikes. Ow. I've always, you know, that while we're on the topic here, what do you think about that? Have you, do you think that the scoring system for the NHL is 
is fair enough. Like with the, if you get to overtime, no matter what, you still score a point. Do you agree with that system? I think it's pretty interesting, and I mean, it adds it adds more of like a self relief as a NHL fan. So whenever you're watching your favorite team and you're down by one as time's ticking down, and all you have to do is you have an empty net on the other side, and you you know you want to get at least a point to keep yourself somewhat in contention for the playoffs, and yeah. you score that last minute goal just to send it to overtime. And sometimes you don't win the over you don't win it. I mean, sometimes most of the time it goes. So people lose out. The NHL changed their overtime rules, so it's three on three. So people are scoring left and right in overtime because it's a lot easier when it's only three on three with one goalie. So, but, and then there's also the shootouts. But I I, th- I like it. I as an NHL fan, and I've been watching them for a while because I have a dad who uh, whenever I'm I have to wear headphones now whenever I do my homework because he's constantly screaming at the top of his lungs at the Hawks screaming, Why'd you, why are you guys doing the exact same play over and over again as last night? The uh, oh, Chicago sports. That's why I'm yeah. glad I'm not a fan. The Blues took on the Hawks, and he was going back and forth. There was a 6-5 to five game, and anytime they scored, he would shout, Yahoo! or something like that. As he'd, be, he'd be hyping it up, and I'm just sitting there trying to eat my dinner, watching a YouTube video, and I just get... My, my my I, my heart skips a beat as I'm just sitting there and I'm like really did you did you have to scream and he's like I can't control my excitement I can't I mean they're they're winning and then they end up losing six to five and I went and I asked I, I went and I asked him after the game after the game he's he's just super like mad just sitting there trying to do his work because he's a teacher he was just grading his homework and I asked him out and he's just yeah the Hawks are just pissing me off right now uh, he, he's like I don't know if I could watch him anymore as they're uh, dead last in their division if you didn't know and the Blues are leading their division so. <laughs> well, welcome to St. Louis. I think they'll probably win it this year. I do. I, I, I think they're due. Either them or Washington is, I think, due. I, I do not Washington see. just won it, or two years ago, and then St. Louis just won it. So, I mean, I don't Boston's know. looking good, but I don't know. For some reason, something just tells me, no. Like, no. it just won't happen. The Bruins got a lot of great people, like Marshawn and Pasternak, but, and that's why they've been absolutely lighting it up. They've been amazing, and... As a Boston hater, because I hate watching Boston. I hate all Boston sports. I think everybody because they always win, 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 and no matter what. And oh my, (laughs) oh come on, DJ Khaled right there. Oh no. (laughs) Thanks, Matthew. You're welcome. Always. (laughs) But I don't. I don't know. They got New England. They got the Celtics. God, I said New England. They got the Patriots. They got. The Celtics, they got the Bruins. They're always winning, and they always win champions, so I hate watching them. So, Well, and the other thing is, oh, this is a good little thing before we head to March Madness. Yes. Least favorite team from every sport to this point to me is unanimous in two different categories. NFL, Patriots, cheaters. Um, MLB, Astros, really big cheaters. Well, that's everyone at this point. Yeah. Even the Astros fans hate themselves. <laughs> NBA, Golden State. Uh, for me, I don't know what it is for you. Uh, I just don't like Golden State at all. Uh, I, Gold, I hate dynasties. Golden State? Oh, yeah. I already said that this way. <laughs> this I, I, I hate it. I like them now. I like this team like Andrew Wiggins and a bunch of people off the street. I like this team now. You can just listen to the Warriors commentators trying to stay so positive on air. It's the greatest thing. They've won 12 games all year. How's that for revenge over the past four years of making it hell for all of us? Anyway, I'm done. 
This could be a plan, though. I mean, if you've seen what they're doing so uh, far. Yeah, they're about to be the best team in the NBA again next yeah, year. So. It'll, ta- it'll take one year just like it took hey, the Lakers. Off. It'll take, it took the Lakers one year to uh, skip a beat, and they were right, right back into it. So I don't see the uh, – I don't think it's that hard for the Warriors to get back in it next year when, every, when yeah, everyone's no. magically healthy. So. <laughs> yeah, that's true, too. But Steph's coming back on Sunday, so – Notice how we've moved to the NBA. <laughs> We're just going everywhere. This, this is the beauty of about what we do. We have a schedule. We yes. try to stay on it. But sometimes we branch off into different things because we're just talking, we, about, we're just talking sports. about sports. Why do you think we named it that way? Because we don't stay on one thing at a time. <laughs> there you go. You get a little bit of everything. That's the whole point. Including our favorite segment, which is, ladies and gentlemen, is it time? Is it time? It is time. It is time for... The preparation March Madness. Where's the air horn? I don't have the air horn ready. <laughs> next, <laughs> next week I'm getting the air horn ready. You better be ready. Um, All right, as you've gone super, super loud to the mic, but that's fine. <laughs> sorry, I apologize. I'll keep it down. No, I'm not going to keep it down. But it is this week's crazy. AP poll. Lots of changes, and I mean lots. When I say the last five weeks, nothing has changed in the top four. Well, uh, this weekend. Everything has. This weekend decided to give us and flip everything a 180 and. Things have changed, let's just say that. There's a new number one, number two, number three, number four, and number five. And number six, seven, eight, nine, and, and ten. And just keep it going because the, everything has changed. <laughs> it, yeah, 11, 12, and 14 are the only three positions that have not changed in this poll this week. People said the day is Wednesday, 20, Wednesday February, or excuse me, Saturday, when, February 24th, and we're all going to decide to lose today because— yeah. I, or at least the top, the top four teams, because Kansas, I mean, Kansas won, but, but Baylor, Gonzaga, San Diego State all lost. Number one, Baylor lost to uh, Kansas, so they only, I mean, can't, so that means Kansas moved up to number one, and Gonzaga lost, they moved down from number two to number three. In San Diego State, Matthew, as he was tearing up there, I don't know if you heard it in the background, but San Diego State falls out of the top four, which we'll get to in a bit. I think it's a good thing, but for them or for them, and they they're at number five. But we'll we'll hop back up to the new number one, the University of Kansas. The Jayhawk Nation in the building. They also have right now the hottest player in all of college basketball. Try pronounce his name. <laughs> oh, I can. It's Udoka Azabuki. This man has been absolutely ridiculous. No defense knows how to stop this man. Let me just pull up some averages for you for the past two weeks. Because season stats, they look good, not incredible. 13 points and 11 rebounds. But in the past 10 days, he has been averaging, ladies and gentlemen, drum roll, please. I do appreciate the drum roll, thank you. Um, 22 points and 18 rebounds. Yeah, that's not a joke. Um, Literally dominating in every single way possible against these teams. Him, Devon Dotson, Ogbaji, I always struggle to say his last name. Um, They're just playing Oche Ogbaji. Thank you, I got it. (laughs) They're all averaging around 10 to 15 points a game. Dotson's averaging more than that, right? Yeah, Dotson's averaging like 17. Something like that. They're just playing so good as a unit. And when D'Souza comes back from his suspension... It's just another unit that Kansas gets. And, and they're just going to keep racking it. I mean, this yeah. this team has not lost since January when they lost to actually Baylor. So they, they actually got the revenge. 
And overall, they've only, they only have three losses. I mean, people are going to see three losses and see, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, this team. Well, how the heck are they number one? Well, they're only three <sighs> losses. Yeah, the only teams they've lost to are Duke, who is ranked right now. They were number seven. They, they are probably going to drop, which we'll get to that in a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, they lost to Baylor. Obviously, that's number two. And then the third one is against Villanova by one point in overtime. So those three losses are against all ranked teams. And they were all pretty close games where, and then you go to how hot they've been now. They've been beaten all, like, they've been tons of games. They just beat the number one team in Baylor, who's been at number one for at least five weeks, six weeks now. They've been, they've been at Roughly, for a while. Yeah. They've been at for a while. They've beaten teams like West Virginia when they were 16. They beat Texas Tech when they were 26. I mean, they're not, they weren't ranked, but they were, they were the first team out. They were, they've beaten a ton of other teams, but... Like you said, this team is just downright unstoppable right now. They've been playing out of their minds because, I mean, I mean, Kansas is always one of the better teams overall in March Madness every year. and Because of the experience factor. Yes, yeah. because of the experience factor and of co- the coaches that they have. Bill Self. Yeah, he's, he's <laughs> ridiculous. Um, he, just, he just knows how to coach the game. I'm just going to roll through the back of the schedule and notable teams they've beaten real quick. Um, BYU, who we'll get to in a moment. Number four, Dayton, they beat earlier in the year. East Tennessee State, a likely oh boy, <laughs> a likely sleeper team who, even without winning their conference, is projected to get into this tournament. They beat Colorado, current ranked team. They beat, uh, no, they didn't beat Villanova, they lost to them. Um, they beat West Virginia not once but twice. So mm-hmm. add a bonus on and they're on a 13-game winning streak. That so. is correct. They're going to they, they're look like they're going to continue to stay hot. And I don't really – if Kansas the plays the way that they've been playing, and as you said earlier, the way if they keep getting even more players, they're not falling. No. Not only that, they just have – if you're looking at in, for the March Madness, you need the resumes. You need the resumes for all the teams. Kansas has that. Kansas has every single thing you would want in terms of teams beaten, the, the quality of the teams they've beaten, which is the first thing. The second team is just the pure talent they have. And the third thing is, are they in a big conference with big competition? The answer is absolutely. You have one of the best teams in the country in your conference. Not only that, it is pretty deep with teams like West Virginia, Texas Tech. You have your bubble teams in Oklahoma. Um, I'm missing one for sure, Texas. Mm -hmm. You have your teams there that definitely are loaded in terms of talent and in terms of physicality. And Kansas just checks all the boxes that you would want for a perfect college basketball team. Yep, and I... I I would have to agree with all of that. So, I mean, we're going to have to move on to the team they uh, ended up losing to, Baylor. Sucks for Baylor to be dropping, but... It was deserved oh, well. anyway. They never should have been number one. Yeah. I mean, they've been playing well. They didn't deserve to be number one at the beginning. They proved why they deserved to be number one after that. I just didn't know how they would stand the test of some of the best. Mm-hmm. They fought hard against Kansas. They made a huge comeback. I don't yeah, know, they did. That game, they were down at least twelve to twenty. It was. They were down fourteen, 14. at one point in the second quarter. Yeah, second quarter. Wow, <laughs> second half. Uh, they just played so well, and didn't win. Baylor is going to be a team that I, to me, this was kind of a blessing in disguise for them and another team who we we'll get to. This is a blessing in disguise for Baylor, because you can't head in with only one loss. And ex- because you get overconfident, you think mm-hmm. you can top the world, and then you lose. You have to learn to lose, and that's why 
there's that's one that's where the discipline and that's where the factor as we've been talking and about their coach yes and their coach and that's where the factor comes in where they have they have to learn from their mistakes and obviously people what we've been saying with Kansas Kansas has has three losses but they've obviously learned from their mistakes and when they lost to Baylor earlier in the season they learned how to create a better game plan and obviously they ended up taking it so that's why I think this is great for Baylor even though it's a loss they're still number one or they're still going to be number one in March Madness at least they're just not going to be the number one number one which in my opinion that's not the greatest or it's a good thing because obviously we saw a few years ago with Virginia and UMBC uh, when Virginia was number one number mm. one they ended up losing there but that just brings a smile to my face just from going through and remembering that game yes I'm oh boy when you grow old, you will never forget where you were on the night of the Virginia UMBC miracle. Um, apart I'll, from I'll, that, I'll yeah. cut you off there. <laughs> yeah, cut me off. There. I Sorry, wasn't no. gonna say anything else. <laughs> okay, okay. So I mean, Baylor—they're at number two. Looks like they're gonna be staying there for a while. But moving on to number three, because obviously we've got the, so many changes in this top ten. We gotta talk about all the teams this time. We gotta cover Gonzaga, who just lost at BYU in one of the more thrilling games and more fun to watch. Yeah, agreed. Um, see, I will, this is where staying up after 12 a.m. takes a toll on your body. Sometimes you have to. Gonzaga headed in. Hey, that, that was not a word. <laughs> Went into this game as probably the most complete team so far. They had just played priceless basketball. They had no off-the-court or on-the-court issues that seemed obvious enough to us. <clears throat> Silvio D'Souza, Kansas. Then... A team we briefly touched on last week, BYU, Brigham Young University. We thought maybe, maybe there'd be a test here. Oh, there was. Um, BYU straight up dominated. This game was never close. BYU had them on their heels the whole game. And now we're starting to look away from Gonzaga as a true contender. And we're starting to point our eyes towards BYU. They need to really you need to really start paying attention and do your homework on BYU. They are the, they are huge They huge are sleepers. here and they are ready to kick some butts. I can't say the other word. They are here to really put on a show. This is one of those like 4 5 6 seeds in your bracket that is going to cause havoc. They're battle tested. They're ready. And if they beat Gonzaga again, oh. Oh, get ready. If BYU does not lose another game for the rest of the year, they're going to be top 10. Yeah. Oh, boy. Easily. Yeah. If mm-hmm. not higher. They are ready. And you can tell this team has looked really good. Gonzaga, again, one loss. These two teams. This is finally the first year where the West Coast Conference finally has some like legitimately good teams in it. These two this year, it's going to be a nice little rivalry to watch out for. With the season just about a week and a half away from concluding. Do they play again? No, they do not. They, they each have two games left. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all I have to say there. Yeah, I mean, the best part is if the, uh, the West Coast division started today, I believe Gonzaga, San Diego State, and BYU would all be in the uh, same West Coast. So uh, BYU and Gonzaga are in the West Coast. I think San Diego State's in the Mountain West. I'm, t- I'm talking about March Madness. Oh, oh, you mean all on the same side yeah. of the bracket? Yeah, in the same. Yeah, yeah. You're, I, uh, no, 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 because Gonzaga and San Diego State are both still number ones according to... No, San Diego State is number five at the moment. So. It's the number five here, oh. but in March, but in bracketologies and all that, they're still number one seed. Huh. 
Remember the net rankings that we've been talking about, like yes. the way that they judge? They're mm-hmm. still number three on there. They've only fallen a couple spots. We'll get to them in a minute. Yes, so before we get to them, we'll obviously have to talk about the big Obi team Toppin. moving up. The man Obi, not Obi-Wan, Obi Toppin. Yes, sir. <laughs> I like that. That was good. At, at Dayton, the Flyers have absolutely been on. They, they've been the hottest team, in my opinion, in the entire NCAA right now. They're on a 17-game yeah. winning streak. They have not lost in absolute forever. If you look at this right now, I, don't I know they've lost this decade. Yeah, they they have not lost in the conference at all. They're 15 and 0 at home and they're 8 and 0 away. They have a 26 and 2 record, but that was in tournament play early in the, in the well, in November, should I say, when they lost to teams like Kansas and I believe I don't remember. The only two teams they have lost to are Kansas and Colorado, both ranked teams. Yes, and they're both in a tournament. And both in overtime. And both in overtime. Mm-hmm. So if you don't if you guys don't understand or don't have logic here, this team is unbelievable. This this Dayton out. team, watch out. I know we've been saying watch out, but all these other teams. I mean, even BYU. But every team. This this is what I, I love. This. Yes. Yeah. I mean, look at this. I mean, if I mean BYU as a sleeper, but Dayton as, in my opinion, Dayton as, right now as a team to be win the entire thing, win to win the entire March Madness. I mean, you're you're all about the one. That one-player team with Obi Toppin doesn't really always work out. I don't know. This team's looking really good. I know. Right I'm now. saying overall, <laughs> this team chemistry, this team is hot. They, they haven't lost. I mean, they're they're looking like a San Diego State team right now. And I let me check their schedule. They've got a few more tests at the end of the game. They got not really. <laughs> no, nah, I mean the teams aren't really ranked, but Rhode Island is the other test they'd have. Rhode Island's Agreed. just out. Just out of thing. That is the pretty much the last game they have to worry about before they head to com- or conference play, the conference tournaments. Only three games left, yeah. And then they obviously the March Madness, but this, this team is just unbelievable. They're, they're, everyone's been saying, oh, Dayton's finally going to fall against Rhode Island when they versus them. They win 81-67. to Oh, they're probably going to lose to – I think you said Duquesne had a chance to beat them. I did. Yes. I was wrong. Yes, they won by – they won 73-69. to They've beaten ranked teams when they've or no they they. I'm looking at this now. They. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm gonna get you with this right here. This is where the big problem lies for Dayton, and it's the same Experience. problem that lies with San Diego State. As much as I hate to say it, because I love San Diego State. Who have they played? <laughs> yeah. I mean, who have they beaten? I, San Diego State. They have one big win. It's Villanova. Mm-hmm. No, they, no Dayton it. doesn't have anybody. <laughs> I mean, this is the thing though. Dayton is really. Could easily be twenty-seven and L. Mm-hmm. Dayton could be that other team. However, if they want any chance at all of being a one seed, they cannot lose this conference because no other team from this conference is getting into March Madness. You sure about Rhode Island? I heard I heard Rhode Island's. Rhode Island there. is struggling lately. I'm they are falling off a rocker. They've lost like I think three straight games at this point. Ooh. That's not good. It's not looking good. I think it's two. It may, maybe well, that, three. T- take yeah, back two. my statement about them being those big wins. I mean, I, I just look at their schedule. I didn't do my research. Kids always do your research. <laughs> <laughs> and I saw that they really – I don't think they've beaten a single ranked team as I was trying no. to look through. They've only lost to ranked teams, which was Colorado and Kansas. I mean, they're 20 – Colorado wasn't ranked at the time of it either. No, they were. They were 16, I believe. Or, or uh, no, yeah. on, on my Google, it's – gosh, Google being weirdo. Google being Google. Yeah, probably that means my – Ranked thing, I might be wrong. Oh boy, there goes my ESPN's no. going sicko mode right now. Give me a second. <laughs> second given, it's okay. Yeah, but um, 
it's oh, just I, even even if they haven't really beaten a ranked team, it's oh my, they've they've been absolutely hot, and I don't really see them stopping. I don't either. Uh, until maybe March Madness. Until March Madness, yes. But and may I start with the next one? Yes, you can start with that since it's your your favorite one. You've been talking about <sighs> every single All week. All right, it's time to talk about your Aztecs. Let's talk. All right. Everybody in that I that I know pretty much who has at least talked sports with me knows how much I have raved about the Aztecs of San Diego State University. Their team is so stacked on defense and offense. They're a balanced team that has everything except for good teams to beat. It I have to be truthful. They haven't beaten apart from Villanova any team that really sticks out and goes, yeah, they can beat a team like that when it comes to March Madness. I don't know what kind of team they could beat in March Madness. We haven't seen it. And until we see it, don't pick San Diego State. Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> let me be the one to do it for you, and let me be the one to lose the money for you, because I still believe. I don't know if you should. I, I don't. I truly don't. They play in this conference, this Mountain West Conference, where only two teams are going to get in from it. They are and Utah State. That's it. Nobody else is getting in. Nobody else is qualified. Nobody else is talented enough in this conference. This is what a team like Northern Iowa will struggle with as well. This is what a team like Loyola we thought would struggle with. This is, a team, this is something that Wofford struggled with last year in the tournament. As much as as great as the team is, and much as you want to cheer from experience is the big thing, and if you don't have that, you're not winning. Nope, and that's what we've seen with March Madness, and obviously we are experts because we've been watching it forever, and that's the trend that we've really seen with all these teams, and that's why after this big loss against New Mexico, it's kind of waving some red flags, and yeah, it was UNLV, I think, wasn't it? It was UNLV. Shoot, my bad. It's okay. <laughs> It was UNLV in San Diego State, so it wasn't even – it was yeah. not even an away game, so they have no excuses there. But still, keep keep an eye on San Diego State to maybe win a few games, but going farther than that, be careful. I, be- I would guarantee Sweet 16, apart from that, I wouldn't go any further than that, guarantee-wise. Because when they hit these big programs, I'm actually going to bring up BYU because why not? BYU, let's say they're a five seed. They're going to be in the same side of the of the bracket as San Diego State is. A Sweet 16 matchup might favor BYU at this point. Mm-hmm. It might just favor them at this point. The San Diego State stay a one seed. I, I, they're not going to lose the rest of the way. But the problem is if San Diego State stays a one seed, they're not going to be in the West, and they're going to be stuck in the East with teams like Duke, teams like And now here I think they can beat Duke. And Really? I do. You want to go Florida State real quick, or you just want to say Florida State moved up two spots? Florida move State on? moved two state up two spots. We'll talk about them maybe next week. I mean, they're 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 great and all, but I don't really. Have I much don't to know say about how them. well they balance against some of the best teams in the ACC though. Does yeah. Florida State. Now I need to get to Duke mm-hmm. because they may be seven on here. That's changing. Very very soon. Um, next Saturday, uh, Monday, whatever the hell, next whatever, Monday, whenever yeah. it comes out. When you lose to Wake Forest. And you give up like 30, 40, was it 40 to Childers on Wake Forest? It was a lot. But they also went to double overtime, so. They, they played no defense in that game. They, they, the effort was not there at all. No. Not. Never there. They ha- the entire starting lineup for Wake Forest scored 16 at least. 
Childers played 45 minutes. This team, I think that's like every minute. Yeah, he played every. He never. He never subbed out. Nope. Childers <laughs> never subbed out. And Wake Forest, <laughs> they have no chance of making the tournament. Like none. No. They're not winning the ACC conference tournament. Let's be real. You never know. I'm kidding. <laughs> no. I'm just shutting you down. If you no. don't know, Wake Forest is actually four and twelve in the conference. And better than they, North Carolina. They're they're only better than North Carolina. They I, I I thought they were dead last, but North Carolina has been having their season. And if you if you don't notice a trend, Duke decides to take a uh, sick day or a, a chill day whenever they decide to verse the worst team in the uh, in the in their division, the ACC. Oh, yeah, because they almost lost. To North yeah, they Carolina. almost lost to North Carolina, but Trey Jones had to pull his heroics. But this time, Trey Jones couldn't really do anything then, as they ended up losing in double overtime by twelve. Yeah, did they score in double overtime? I think I I, I saw fourteen to two in double overtime. Is that correct? I it was in double overtime sixteen to four in double overtime. Sixteen to four. Ooh, that's bad. <laughs> um, you can't do that. You really you cannot allow yourself to do that. And if you look at Wake Forest, I'm just pulling up the amount of threes. They they made over fifty percent of their threes. And <laughs> that they did. That's crazy. When you're making that many threes, well, they did take half of uh, the amount of free or the threes that Duke did, and they took almost almost double of the amount of free throws that Duke did. But that's home court advantage for you, and that's what happens when Duke is get or getting foul or fouling Wake Forest that many times. But here is the issue with Duke, and it's literally every year in March Madness too. I don't oh think it takes gosh. a rocket scientist to figure this out. Duke literally <laughs> every single year they just yes. choke so bad. It's horrible. It's like watching a train wreck every year. Oh my god, Duke's amazing. Ah! And then a bomb drops. Every year. This is why every year somebody goes to, oh my god, why did I pick Duke to win? Never pick Duke. No. Ever. Don't. And he agrees. Don't no. It's just not a combo. Duke and March Madness do not mesh well at all. And I think you're starting to see that Krzyzewski era start to maybe fall out of his grasp. I think they're going to be outside top 10 uh, next week. The way they're playing right now. uh, Louisville's (laughs) best team in the ACC. I don't need to debate myself any further. Move along. All right, so we'll skip down. I mean... Two, two things that we're, we'll, we'll skip down to 10, which is Creighton, but I'll talk about Kentucky did move up two spots and Maryland moved down two spots because Maryland ended up losing to Ohio State on Saturday. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I mean, Maryland's still the number one team in the Big Ten. Nothing much to say there. And Kentucky's slowly but surely making the way up. But I have to talk about the new number 10 team that's been ano- another, another team, another team that's on fire, and it's from the Big East. So they've got competition that's super, super hard every single week, mm-hmm. and that's the Creighton Blue Jays. They are yes, up sir. five spots for last week from 15 to 10. Huge wins this week, absolutely huge wins. I mean, they won. They and they they won with ease. <laughs> they did. They won with ease on Tuesday. They beat Marquette at Marquette, 73 to 65. Marquette was looking like they were going to be moving up to maybe. They they like they they were the hot team of the Big East, and then if you don't know about the Big East, things change every week, and you think the hot team is gonna stay there? Nope, things change as usual, uh, and 
They ended up falling, and they beat my Butler Bulldogs by, do the math, I think that's 22 points. 22! They only scored 59 points, Butler did, and they were ranked 21. So they're actually not no longer ranked and no longer ranked by a mile. Yeah, so, no. thanks to Creighton, but... Creighton has been playing absolutely great. They're showing that they could beat higher-ranked teams as they've been, as they beat Seton Hall last week, and they beat Marquette this week, and they're beating these ranked teams, and they're beating them with ease, and that's kind of like saying they may, they may, they're getting hot, and they're getting hot at the right moment because Absolutely. the season is coming to an end. The Blue Jays are winning games, and if they're going to be doing getting hot, they're a team to look after, I'm just saying. If there's one time you want to catch fire, it is right before your conference tournament, especially for a team like Creighton. I mean, if you look at their, if you look at the uh, Big East Conference um, standings, I don't know why I forgot the word. Seton Hall is a game ahead, but they're not the better team. Creighton is. Creighton is the right now to me the team to beat in the Big East. They're on fire at, as you said, the perfect time. They're beating the best teams with ease, and right now I don't see a team stopping them in the Big East. If that happens, Creighton's a two or three seed this year. Oh, definitely, yeah. However, they also do not mesh well As with a March seat. Madness. No. <laughs> no. Ever. Like, Duke and Creighton are just, ugh. They're good. They have, the re- they have the resumes, and they're like, oh, bright, shiny gold stars. Look at me. I beat, I beat the Virginia of Leicester when Virginia was hot. Then they Stephen F. Austin's coming for your butt, and you're getting killed. <laughs> exactly. So... I, well, I just think anybody who plays Stephen F. Austin is going to get killed. So that's that's also another thing. But Creighton, Creighton's right now looking really good. So we'll see if anybody stops them. And then we'll be moving on. We'll move in a little bit down or a little bit more down. I mean, Louisville didn't move anywhere. Villanova didn't move anywhere. This is where things start to slow down. I mean, Seton Hall is finally recovering after that loss against Creighton. They moved up three spots. And then finally, my Oregon Ducks. Have not moved anywhere. <laughs> yeah. After a, a loss against Arizona State, an unranked Arizona State, even though Arizona State's leading the Pac-12 right now, they end up losing at home against, or Arizona State beat them at home against the, the Oregon Ducks. I mean, it was sad sight there that they lost to them, but everything was made up to them when this amazing game, probably one of the games of the NCAA March Madness, uh, for Oregon, at least they beat Arizona in overtime. That game was fun to watch. It was. Uh, Nico Mannion for Arizona, he played excellent, but that Oregon balanced attack led by Peyton Pritchard, the OG double P, the OG OG double P. Okay, I like that. That was good. Uh, Oregon is just playing well right now. Again, however, there's just some concerns about how well, because if you look at the team, the wins they've had, they're a little rough. They're winning in overtime. They're barely holding on in some spots. It's just, eh. I know. Trust me. I, I need. I, I need more. I need more. They're able to come up clutch at the end, but it's just watch them. Just gives me like my my heart is always just anxiety beating. Like, anxiety text. That's exactly because they scare me every single game because they don't decide to play basketball until the second half every single game, <laughs> and they always freak me out because. The only way Oregon wins is if they put the ball through Peyton Pritchard, and if it's not through Peyton Pritchard, it's game over. They're going to get blown out, and that's why they lost to teams like Arizona State, and that's why they, 
They have, uh, I believe, seven losses because... And this is why you don't pick them in your March Madness brackets. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. I'm, I'm going to maybe put them far, but I'm not going to put them like NCAA championship-wise. I don't, I don't believe they're going that far, but... Not to men- not to take away from the fact that in like the like I said when this game was fun to watch. I mean it went to overtime. Oregon won by one point, and the old GWP, as I said, Peyton Pritchard scored 38 points and had limitless range. He was f- oh no yeah, yeah he was <laughs> 2K reference. Oh my god, he was he was sending me streaks of last year's Carson Edwards where he didn't like he could shoot he it from miss. anywhere, and it was just so fun to watch. Just basically just. Arizona would go and they'd run a great play. They'd be able to score, get a quick a two, a quick layup. And then Peyton Pritchard would sit there dribbling the ball every once in a while. And then magically he'd just pull up from anywhere and just magically watch it in. And just, whoa, another one went in. And then they set up a play. And then, boom, it goes in again. It was just, it was just such resemblance of the Purdue-Virginia game. I don't remember if you watched that. Yeah, Carson Edwards. And the where game before Car- that with Purdue-Villanova where Edwards dropped 42. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Edwards so was a one man was a one man wrecking crew and last that, year, and that's why I'm seeing some resemblance with Peyton Pritchard because he's scoring high high scoring games, and he is carrying the entire team. And if the ball doesn't go through play, players like that, they're not winning games. And that's why they're. I, don't, I mean, as much as I like the Ducks, I don't th- see them going far. You know who? You know who else uh, did this exact same thing last year? Wofford, Fletcher McGee. Yep. And this isn't just me being my Wofford reference. This, like, this is genuinely serious. Like, mm-hmm. Fletcher McGee wouldn't miss at some points last year. Then there was games where he literally couldn't make anything. And in March Madness, you if you have one, an off game, one too bad, game. you're dead. Um, and that's what I'm concerned. Players like Pritchard, Obi Toppin, Malachi Flynn for San Diego State, all those people, if they're not running, if the motor isn't going, game over. Go home. You're out. Bye. See you later. Uh, are you covering Michigan, or do you want me to start screaming? Well, before we go to Michigan, there's another Big Ten team I'd like to cover. Ah, yes, the, the, the fall Penn, of the Nittany Lions. The fall of the Nittany Lions. Penn State University. Why the heck were they at nine? Who who knows? Nobody knew that. I didn't who knows? Know. But they were somehow at nine last week. I know we complained about it last week. But finally, karma caught up to them, and <laughs> it, the karma fighting karma. Illini are back, and they ended up beating Penn State in Penn State. And then it was not over there as Indiana went and smacked Penn State yeah. at home. And that's two straight losses for Penn State. And that's two straight goodbyes to them as they drop seven spots and dare they're down I to 16. Th- dare I say three tonight? They, uh, who are they versing tonight? Rutgers. Oh, boy. <laughs> dare I, I say three? I, I, they only, there are only two games they have left against non-top 25 teams. Rutgers is a border top 25 too. They're screwed. If if they lose, they're they're out of the top twenty five. Uh, top twenty five, uh. Pe- because they're in the Big Ten, they have a magical resume where they won't do that. But if they lose to three straight unranked teams in a row, no, they they I no, they don't not deserve to be there. And Agreed. that's and that's where I'm gonna get to right now. I mean, before <laughs> before we I get to my rant, well, the other teams that have moved around is obviously BY moved moved up six or BY moved up six spots. Iowa moved up two after a big win against. Uh, was it Maryland? I believe. Wrong. No, who did they Michi- beat? Oh no, they lost Michigan State last night. So that's... I'm pulling it up right now. They Iowa, Ohio State, Ohio State, Ohio State. They, they beat the big Ohio State that shouldn't have been ranked even before that. But we'll get to Ohio State in a second. Michigan is up seven spots. Oh no! Oh my God! I'm for winning no games, they didn't win a game this week, and they moved up seven spots. Look at welcome that. to Michigan, Ohio State, ladies and gentlemen. I. Excuse me. They did win games, but they didn't beat a single ranked team. They beat 
Indiana, who's unranked. They beat Rutgers, who's unranked. And they beat Purdue, who's unranked. Why the heck are they moved up seven spots? What what big game did they win? What did they prove to these people that are picking the things? That they moved up seven spots? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. None. Nothing. What are they doing? I think the entire AP poll is just Big Ten bandwagons. But, I mean, if you, seriously, if you look at the teams... Why is Michigan in this and Illinois not? Like why? Illinois is better. <laughs> Illinois, holy! Sh- I, th- this is one of the things I'll never understand, and it's always every year it's the same issue: college football, college basketball, AP poll, anything. There are teams that are in that never should be in this at all. I can give you four teams that aren't in the top twenty-five right now that are better than Michigan: Illinois, absolutely; Air- Butler, definitely. I'm going to say SF Austin might be better. Arizona right now, State you have to yes, include, them, too. I forgot about them. Arizona State, and I think Stephen F. Austin's better than them, too. If they play right now, they'd win. And if you don't know, obviously, if you don't understand why, it's for the magical thing called the green, the moolah, the dollars. The they money! only do it for the money. <laughs> and that's why I think as I'm making my magical predictions, obviously, because if you wouldn't you know it, Michigan plays Ohio State this week. Wouldn't wouldn't you know that? Yeah, and Ohio State lost and, and I won- up two spots. Yeah, I wonder who. Uh, <laughs> I wonder who like wh- what's gonna happen. Oh, they want money. Oh, they're gonna be probably be doing that game on ESPN. Oh, the only way to probably get people to watch that game is be- if they're ranked, and that's why they beating two unranked teams and Ohio State losing. It's actually on CBS. Ohio State losing and moving up two spots. Well, they beat Maryland. They beat Maryland, but they still lost to an unranked team. Apparently, that doesn't matter if you're a Big Ten team. I, I don't know. How is Houston um, not out of the rankings either? Yeah, Houston's been <laughs> losing a ton, too. Um. <laughs> how, are they, how are they still here? What are you doing here? What are you doing here? Put Illinois in. Screw it. Just have eight Big Ten teams in the top 25. I think because they beat Tulsa by a lot, and Tulsa was one of the high-ranked teams. But they've yeah. lo- they lost to unranked SMU last week, and they lost to Memphis this week by one point. But... Since it's one point, they don't deserve to be moved out of the spot. And even though Arizona State's still leading the Pac-12 right now, they, they're not ranked. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome know. to the AP poll. Or maybe we should make our own AP poll. That would be fun. I mean, for for our if if you want to listen, we might might do that for our March Madness edition of just talking about sports. That'll be coming up very soon. But we'll, are we doing that next week or two weeks? Uh, we'll probably do it when it's on, at, on either a week before or a week after Selection Sunday. So okay. Stay tuned until then. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, I just realized. Yeah, Arizona State's. Wow, the Pac-12 is loaded. Yes. Five teams within one game. Okay, well, watch that conference, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Is it Missouri Valley time? I believe it's Missouri Valley time. All right, well, let's get to it. The Missouri Valley, and as the Northern usual. Northern Iowa fall of greatness. The Northern. Yes. Sad scenes today. Loyola Very too. sad scenes. Well, Loyola did lose, but they, they almost lost again. I don't know if you saw it. We're watching the game Saturday. They were down by at least 15. On, I, uh, I, it was Against Southern, Il- Southern Illinois, I believe. They were, they were losing by a ton, and they somehow – I was surprised. I gave up on them. I'm like, wow, they're really going to lose again. And then magically they just pulled it out of their butts, and they ended up winning that game. But the falls of the, the dynasties or the big teams in the Missouri Valley, Northern Iowa and Loyola both lost this week. And it also opened a significant door for the two teams that have been trying to sneak in, so the Southern Illinois and Bradley. However, they just all lost, too. Yeah. So Indiana State, who is on a two-game winning oh, streak, Lord. is going to try and make something happen. The Sycamores, of all people. Come on. Last year, the Missouri Valley Arch Madness was madness. 
A five seed won the Missouri Valley last year. I wouldn't rule out the possibility of that happening again this year either. I mean, especially the way Indiana State's been playing recently. And the way that all these teams are losing now. You never know if Evansville could get in there. <laughs> Evansville has still not won a game. We're keeping this streak going, and we'll see how much longer it takes for them right, to I'm win a game. They, they won their first three games. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to find out the last time they won a game. Last time they won a game? December 21st. Was? December 21st. Was it December 21st? December 20. Last decade. December 21st, 2019 was the last time they won a game. And somehow this team beat number rank, number eight ranked Kentucky. Yeah. Especially when they were number one, they beat them too. Yep. What the absolute heck. And ever since then, it's been a historic year. It was the first domino that fell in what was an historic year of upsets in, an, in the NCAA basketball. And... We will see the rest of the year how crazy this can get. If the Missouri Valley last year was any indication of what kind of craziness could bring this year to not only March Madness but these conference tournaments, we are waiting to see if, the, for the, if possibly for the first time in NCAA history a team under 500 in total record wins their conference. No team under 500 has ever made March Madness this year, I think, might be that year. Really? With all these, I, all these things with losses and all I that do. craziness? I do. I think this year could be the year. I mean, I hope you notice, too, that, in my opinion, I, as much as I'd love to see a random team, I mean, that could also be good, too, because I want to I, – personally, I want to see two teams make the March Madness. I've been saying this week after week. Northern Iowa is really the only team at this point that can make it, and the fact that they're losing is scaring me because that's going to scare the people that are getting – or scare away the AP poll votes that are ones that – the people who really get into them. But the fact that they got votes is shining some light on the team, and it's great for them to be shining on the Missouri Valley because Missouri Valley does not get enough credit as it, as it is as it does deserve. As I mean, last year, as we saw, as you were talking about Bradley, I mean, Bradley almost beat number two Michigan State as a team that was a number five in the conference tournament that made the, somehow made the tournament, almost beat number two Michigan State that Michigan State would eventually end up beating the Zion Williamson Duke team. So... Just un- uh, that that game was just incredible. unbelievable, but what a year it was! The first round last year was so much fun to watch. Unbelievable, and I'm hoping the Ant Eaters of UC Irvine. Remember that yes. game too. The UC Irvine. You know, UIC beat that team <laughs> this year or last year? This year. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. The, no the, kidding. The Flames. I recently went to one of their games. I don't know if you saw my Snapchat story, but I did. <laughs> Got the seat sit where there were actually free tickets. So. I was gonna say that those seats were really close to. There was nobody at the game, side. so I don't, I I, I well, realized. Welcome to UIC basketball. I guess I'm sorry, Woo! UIC. You never know, Horizon League. You, you, they might get in. Always possible. There's always a chance. But always a chance. Before we like come to an end, I have to give credit where credit is due. Illinois State won a game. Let's go. <laughs> Woo! Oh my God. They actually won a game. I cannot believe it. <laughs> I don't think any of us can, especially after that loud pitch scream. I can't even hear myself. And they beat Drake, too. Did they? Oh, was it Drake? It was no. Drake, so that's why Drake probably has fallen. <laughs> yeah, we're the, we ain't the big Wizards, sad. baby. Big did sad. You, th- did you see that yesterday, the whole thing with Drake? I did not see the big thing with Drake. Okay, so basically, uh, he went to the Raptors-Bucks game. And he said, this ain't the Wizards, baby. He was talking about how we're actually good competition. And then they lost. And then the Wizards in their Twitter posted in the replies, how did that go for Drake? Oh, my gosh. That the, Drake curse. the Drake curse is worse than the Madden curse. Eh, no. 
Antonio Brown was hit so hard last year by the Madden curse. I don't know if anybody – that's a good question to ask. Will anybody ever get hit by the Madden curse as hard as Antonio Brown? Ever? Never. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Um, oh, well. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to yeah. say my last quick thing real quick about one team in the top 25 we did not get to. Oh, yeah. Just real quick. Um, I wanted to touch on West Virginia um, because the Big 12 – they have kind of become the lost team, back-to-back losses. The, um, the only reason why they're in the conference right now is because they're in the Big 12, and the Big 12 has two te- as a top two teams in the entire NCAA. Yeah. Top two, 25. That's the only reason why they're ranked right now. Two straight losses to unranked teams in the Big 12 who are bottom feeders. And West Virginia, to me, should not be in these rankings at all. They only fell three spots, which is disrespectful. And I think Colorado's should be way above them because I think Colorado is a legitimate threat to Oregon in the Pac-12. That is all. All right. Well, once again, thanks for tuning in to our 10th episode of just talking about sports. Yes, we're in double digits, and yes, we're keep we're going to keep on going and keep on going strong. But yes, uh, sir, thanks for tuning in. We it was a great episode. I love love doing it, and I hope of course I love you do or hope you love doing it too. But Stay tuned for next week as we're going to be adding some new segments. We're going to be trying to add a trivia segment into it, add spice some, thi- spice some things up into it. And well, we might even have a special trivia. guest, so stay tuned for that. But other than that, thanks, thanks for tuning in, and I hope all you guys have a great night. Have a good evening, everybody.